Hello and welcome to Sharp HR Career Corner with Karen Sharp Price. This podcast will inform and inspire you in your quest to find the right career path. If you're just starting out, looking to make a change in your field or transitioning into a new career, then this podcast is for you. We'll be sharing tips and providing resources on topics such as writing resumes, interviewing, using LinkedIn, and networking. We will take a look at different careers, companies, and opportunities. You will hear success stories from professionals in all career paths, and so much more. You will leave this podcast with three key takeaways that you can easily put into practice. Enjoy! Sharp HR Career Corner is focusing our attention on women this year. Last month, we spoke to Edna Lemuse, who turned 101 in January. She shared what it was like growing up in the 20s and the 30s. We are saddened to announce that Edna passed away shortly after her 101st birthday. She was an amazing lady, and if you haven't had the opportunity to listen or watch that episode, please do. Today, we're going to talk about young ladies in this generation. We have a special guest today. Please welcome Allison Wilcox to our podcast. She is the CEO of the Girl Scouts of Western New York. Hi, Allison. How are you doing today? Hi, Karen. I'm doing great, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Well, thank you so much. It has been years since my family, my sisters were a part of the Girl Scouts. Uh, so I know that things have changed over all of those years. So I'm, I'm really interested in hearing a lot about it. And we, we will be talking about the cookies. So uh, <laughs> that will be coming up soon. So can you start us off by just kind of giving us your, your career story? How did you get to be the CEO of the Girl Scouts of Western New York? Yes. Um, and when I really thought about that, it's it's hard to say it briefly. So I'll just say early in my career, and I'll say even from a very young girl, I was a, an older sister and a really large family. So I was always that that kid that was, um, you know, organizing activities for the rest of my siblings, babysitting. A lot of the neighbors would ask me to babysit their kids. And then um, I lived, I grew up in a rural area. So my first jobs were working on farms. You know, I worked in trailer parks and farms. So I kind of just did lots of different jobs, but leadership was always in there just because of those responsibilities. Uh So um, my earliest, what I would say official role as a leader was as a day camp director when I was in university. So I did that for three different years, really loved working with camp and Um, at the time, I didn't have a lot of female role models who were in any type of leadership role. So I decided after finishing my first degree to to get my teaching degree, I loved children. And I thought that was uh, how I wanted to spend the rest of my career. Now, when I ended up, um, I lived in Canada, I taught in England, and I ended up immigrating to America. Um, It's now going to be next month, 19 years, and my teaching degree would have taken a while to transfer. So in that time, I shifted to nonprofit work. And I had no idea I would one day be a CEO, but I had some early experiences with leaders and I could see the difference with a leader who was extremely effective and caring, um, high ethics and great leadership skills. And when I worked in an organization where that wasn't there. So I ended up deciding I really wanted to have the ability to influence and I could make my biggest difference by being a leader of an organization. So I went back and got my master's degree in organizational leadership. Uh, at this point, um, we'll say that's about 12 years ago when my son was in kindergarten, um, did that working full time, went to school, raised him. It was definitely a very tough two years. Yeah. And then got my first job after that job in a leadership role for the Girl Scouts of Western New York in 2010. And then I've had four different roles in the organization becoming the CEO three years ago. 
um, last week. So um, I've just, I would say my career path was really about finding an organization where I was extremely passionate about building up girls, uh, youth development, leadership, everything that I was passionate about was within the Girl Scouts and that I had the opportunity, I had mentors and managers who mentored me, saw my potential and helped me grow in the organization um, until I reached this part. Wow. So um, you've been in the organization for a little while, but how has that organization changed over the years for young girls, would you say? Yes. And this year is our 110th anniversary as an organization. So um, I would say the spirit of the organization has always stayed the same. So Girl Scouts has always been about giving girls opportunities um, to grow outside their comfort zone, try new things. That was at the heart of it in the beginning. And what keeps changing is the world keeps changing and the way that uh, the world is for girls and the future leadership needs keep changing. So Girl Scouts continues to evolve to meet those times. So for example, in the 80s, we had a floppy disk badge. Today, girls are computer coding, um, they're programming, they're designing robots, they're uh, really innovating. Um, and so our program has to keep pace with them. And then um, also the training that we offer for our staff and volunteers has to keep evolving. But at the heart, the Girl Scout program has always been including the outdoors. It's always included those business skills. It's always included some type of focus on science, technology, engineering, and math, and then life skills. Wow. I would say, you know, like, I guess 40 years ago or more, um, I remember doing decoupage in our basement with like a group of people. And I think it was my sisters and their, their troops or groups of, of, um, girls and, and just how things have changed over the years. You don't really think about it much until you really start thinking, focusing in on just how things have evolved. When you talk about floppy disk, <laughs> and I, I just went, oh my gosh, like I forgot that even existed. Um, so in coding, coding has been such a huge push for, for girls now um, to, to teach them early, early on. So that is, that is quite amazing. So I have to, um, I mean, everybody will be asking about cookies. So um, I've, I saw recently that you've like kind of gone digital. So, <laughs> so you have mm -hmm. a, a digital cookie platform now. So tell us about that. And how did that evolve? Yes. And right now is Girl Scout cookie season. And I know we'll talk more about that for anyone who might want to get their hands on some Girl Scout cookies. Yes. But the Girl Scout cookie program, everyone uh, pretty much like it's very famous around the world. <laughs> it um, is. So people is. have heard of our cookies, but a lot of people don't know it's the number one girl run business in the entire world. So girls run their own cookie businesses, even right from those kindergartners in the DAISY program. They're learning how to set goals, how many what's the type of program they want to do? How many cookies will they need to sell to fund that opportunity? And it goes all the way up to our ambassadors who are in their 11th and 12th grade, um, designing full business plans, um, going out and doing digital marketing. So there's a oh full gosh. range of progression. And the digital platforms, um, people, um, a lot of people really prefer to buy things online. So the program evolved um, where girls were able to sell their products online. Um, there, there's many ways people can buy online shipping, they can buy from a girl to have her deliver it later, or they can go and uh, order from her directly. And then in the month of March, we have cookie booths all over um, Western New York, where you can see the girls out and about in the community uh, in front of stores or different locations with their cookie booths. And you can also purchase from them now with credit cards as well. So they have evolved to also take your card on site. So the businesses have uh, really gone. And during the pandemic, it really also was something that was really, really critical. So um, in 2020, 
girls were in the middle of their cookie booths when um, everything started to shut down and they had to really shift. So girls started making their own marketing videos. Um, and we've found that the girls really uh, rapidly pivoted to be able to do it. So we're really proud of the business skills they're, they're learning and it really sets them up for exactly the way that they're gonna find um, that, that businesses and organizations function. It really does. I, I remember the, the paper sheet with all the columns and all the lines. And and, and we and, still have that, too. We have every, all forms. With the pictures. So we had to be yes. able to show the pictures. What mm-hmm. What is the, is there a uh, hot cookie this this year? Yes, there's a brand new cookie this year. It's called the Adventureful. And it is a caramel brownie inspired cookie. So it's um, got brownie flavor, chocolate brownie with caramel and sea salt. And it's kind of got that crisp of a thin mint. It's a really, really good cookie. It is uh, really, really popular this year. I was just about to say, of course, people always love their thin mints, the caramel delights, the peanut butter patties, their lemonades. There's so many favorites. There is. Who comes up with these ideas? Like how uh, you're always very fresh. And I mean, you have the ones that we all love and those, um, the mints have been around, I mean, I don't know, 40, 50 years. Those have been around a long, long time. But who comes up with all these really great ideas? Because I have not tasted a bad Girl Scout cookie. <laughs> yes, we, we have a wonderful partnership. Girl Scouts has a wonderful partnership with our bakers and our bakers, ABC Bakers. So together um, with Girl Scouts and the bakers, they come up with the different varieties with, with lots of different testing and cu- customer input. Wow. Well, if you ever need a, a tester, let me know. <laughs> okay. Well, I, we'll see if we put out a job posting for Cookie Taster if, if we get a lot of interest. But you're number one on my list. Okay. Thank you. So so over the years and, and even now, what would you say is the greatest challenge for the Girl Scout organization today? Yes, I, I think um, put centering girls' needs and where they are, I think... Uh, it, that keeps shifting. So our core values are always the same, but basically um, Girl Scouts has been a place for girls to be themselves. And we can see just with the number of women in leadership roles, um, the number of women in STEM fields, we can see that there's a lot of gender equality in the workplace with the pay gaps, all of those. And Girl Scouts has always been a place where girls could step out of their comfort zones, gain new skills. And so when you look at um, historically, the, the majority of women in business today in the U.S. were Girl Scouts. The majority of women in Congress were Girl Scouts. The majority, uh, over 90% of women who've flown in space were Girl Scouts. And when you look at that, you can see that this program has given um, the future leaders their place and their platform and their uh, opportunity to really have the confidence to pursue those goals. And so that's still really important. But today, I think what's really critical and what we're really paying attention to is youth mental health and Mm -hmm. Already, there's a lot of issues girls have always had with, um, uh, we're really looking at safe digital spaces for them, um, just a lot of different um, challenges. And Girl Scouts really plays to girls' strengths. So you see girls, when they step into lead, they get to lean on their strengths, and that really helps them with their confidence. And we really feel that after all the isolation children have had, that the sisterhood that they get in Girl Scouts, building those positive friendships, socializing with other girls that that's going to be a really critical piece and also their ability to get outside in our outdoor camps and programs we have four camps around western new york Mm -hmm. those types of programs are all going to be really really critical to girls mental health so that's something we're really paying attention to and then um, educators are very worried about learning loss after the last two years with so many children not in traditional classrooms Mm -hmm. so um, girl scouts has also um, been proven to really help children succeed better academically 
um, in studies. So we, we can also see that we can really play a really important role um, in the community today. So during COVID, um, did you go to remote and, and have still your troop meetings and things like that so they could still have that group feeling? Yes, um, and I have to say our volunteers were absolutely amazing. And um, and the, these were women who many of them may not even have ever heard of Zoom before, and they very quickly <laughs> um, and got very proud of their skills fast. But we, um, a lot of troops, some troops went on pause just because of everything that was going on, and it was very flexible. Yeah. But a lot of a lot of troops continued to meet virtually through many different platforms, and then um, and also when things uh, warmed up a bit, there was a lot of outdoor activities that the troops mm. would do, um, just trying to do a lot of things outside. Since July, 2020, we've allowed in-person meetings um, oh, just okay. with our safety guidelines in place. Uh -huh. So girls have still been camping. Um, and last summer in 2021, we did run summer camp. Oh. In 2020, it was virtual, but girls got outdoor activity kits um, in the mail that they could do at home uh, while you know joining in in virtual wow. um, you know, camp sessions yeah. and, and, and campfires. Oh, that, that's great that it was able to, to keep going. And, and it showed um, those girls a lot. I mean, it gave them a lot of lessons, real life lessons, to see their mentors, people who were volunteering to help them, how they handled the situation as well at the same time, um, and how oh, you were absolutely. able to pivot everything. That's, that, that's wonderful. So what is the primary mission uh, in 2022? Do you, have, do you come up with a new mission every year, or is it just one mission for Girl Scouts? Our mission is to build girls of courage, confidence, and character who make the world a better place. And every that mission is the same. And every year we do develop a strategic plan um, for the next year or next few years. Uh, right now, we're really focused on rebounding membership. We did have a really big membership impact during COVID just with lots of different you know, realities for our volunteers and girls. So um, we've been really focusing on just helping people re-enter, making sure that uh, we're able to support our volunteers. And so far it's working really well. Um, and we're really excited. We see camp enrollment uh, for the summer is is up over um, matching numbers pre-COVID. So we can see a lot of interest to get back out there. And we're really oh, excited. That's great. That's great. So I have a question. So I, my, I have two sisters. We had all boys. <laughs> so we have seven among us. Um, and one of my sisters um, has three boys and they are all Eagle Scouts. And which is a tremendous amount of work, not only for the scout, but for the parent as well. And I've learned that just by, by watching my sister and, and her husband. But I don't hear as much about girls and what that rank is equal to. What is there? Is there a rank that's equal to uh, Eagle Scout? And how come there isn't as much, I don't know, talk about it or, or I don't I don't hear it as often? Yes, we absolutely do. Um, we have three higher wards. The Girl Scout Gold Award is the highest honor that a girl can earn, and it actually takes quite uh, a huge commitment for the girls. They do it throughout high school. Oh. Um, we are really proud of the rate of Girl Scouts here in Western New York who earn it. And for girls to earn this award, it has to be a sustainable project that makes a uh, significant community impact. And they spend at least 80 hours on the project on top of um, pre-training that they do by either earning the silver award or completing two different program journeys. Oh. And um, girls in fourth and fifth grade can earn the bronze award, which is a community service take action project. And then girls in uh, sixth, seventh and eighth grade can earn the silver award. Um, and those are both preparation for the gold award. Oh, okay. Wow. So how many Girl Scouts are there in Western New York right now? 
do you? Yes. Um, so right before, uh, at around the 2019 area, we had 15,000 girls here in Western New York. Did we you have 15,000? 15,000. Oh, yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So we, uh, we have had a bit of an impact in the last couple of years, but we're, um, as I said, focused on getting back to that 15,000 and right this year, we, we should end around 10,000. Wow. That's still a lot of girls. Holy smokes. Yeah. So if someone has a daughter right now um, where they're thinking about this would be a really good idea for to get them involved and, and get them um, in a program where they can learn, they can make friends, make new friends, um, and grow as, as a young lady, um, how does someone find a troop or do they even still call them troops? <laughs> Yes, we okay. <laughs> we have a lot of flexible ways for girls to participate. We still have the troops, which would be that group of girls um, led by our volunteer co-leaders. And those are throughout the communities in Western New York across the nine counties. Um, also, girls can join individually. And then with the parent and the caregivers and the girl can join, sign up for different programs that are offered, participate in different campouts or events and do some of the bad work at home. And then um, we also have programs and then summer camp in the summer. So girls can participate in any way that fits with their family oh, schedule. Wow. We see a lot of younger girls wanting to be in troops. And then as they get older and they have a lot of commitments in high school, some stay in the troops and some participate independently. Um, we are always welcoming new members. So um, all you have to do is go to our website, gswny.org, which stands for Girl Scouts Western New York.org. Um, you can also email us at customer care at gswny.org, or you can call us at 1-888-837-6410. And then a member of our uh, recruitment team would help you um, to join. Um, and we also are always looking for new volunteers. So anyone who might want to start a troop or um, participate in other ways, uh, we also welcome adult members. And we have right around 5,000 adult registered volunteers across Western New York as well. Wow, that's that's amazing. And that's a great idea that you allow them to pick and choose um, what they like in the program, uh, because there might be some interest in one area. I know like for my one son for, for Boy Scouts, he really loved the outdoors and the camping part, but he didn't really enjoy the meetings and just sitting there listening and whatever the speaker was, he really just wanted to get out there and, and be involved with the camping part. And it was all together. You couldn't pick and choose. So um, unfortunately he didn't, he didn't stick around. So that's really nice that they have that opportunity to kind of pick and choose, which would help a yeah. lot. Oh, absolutely. And we know that girls are so busy. So, and families are so busy. So however, it can be flexible. Right. Um, I forgot to mention earlier too. I'm also, I have a son myself, um, and did grow up, uh, in all his different programs. And, um, with the gold award question, I forgot to mention that girls who earn their gold award are eligible for scholarships. We award scholarships to girls at the gold award ceremony every year and then also many colleges will um, bestow uh, scholarships to girls who've earned the gold award and also if girls join the military they will advance one rank uh, oh if they have gosh. a girl, girl scout gold award oh that's that's really big huh okay wow so um so you you covered the volunteers what kind of volunteering opportunities are there for people yeah the very, very flexible um, opportunities depending on people's interests. The one that we have the most need in is the Girl Scout co-troop leader. And it's um, two people working together as the primary co-leaders. And so it, it does um, help take the weight off to share. And then we also encourage troops to have even more leaders that they can take different roles. And what that looks like is, um, is 
it, it really takes a lot of management, uh, but for anyone interested, especially for anyone who ha might have a girl in their life that they want to spend more time with, um, the majority of our uh, Girl Scout troop leaders have said that one of the best parts of it for them is just the bonding that they uh, mm. experience with the girl in their life. Sure. Um, and for anyone who might not have the opportunity to spend um, time with girls that they love working with kids and want to empower girls, it's also a great opportunity in that way. Um, so that, that we have a lot of support, um, program training, we also have uh, curriculum. So that's one way that we could uh, really benefit is in having more troop leaders. Um, and then there's also one-time volunteers. So if someone has a great skill, like um, you might be able to teach public speaking or you um, might wanna um, help out in the outdoors, you love going out hiking and you wanna help or teach girls snowshoeing. We're always looking for someone who might have a skill to be able to um, match you up with troops or different girls in our um, annual programs where we could uh, pair you up that way. And then for anyone who really likes property, we're always looking for volunteers to help out with trail work or different maintenance on our properties as well. Oh, okay. Where are your properties? Where, what do you, do you have like, yep. oh, you have your, your actual camping sites, you mean? Is that what yes, you mean? and then we have offices as well. So we okay. have um, some buildings and camps. Um, okay. So, and our four camps are in Cambria, in Niagara County, mm -hmm. in Holland and Erie County in Parenton and uh, Monroe County. And then we have a camp in Randolph in Cattaraugus County. Wow. And then we also have an office building we own in Jamestown that has a lot of grounds and does some outdoor programming as well. Oh my gosh, okay. So um, at the end of, the, of our podcast, I always ask my guests to sort of leave three pieces of advice. And so I was thinking, you know, what kind of advice would you give um, young ladies in this generation today? Do you have three, three pieces of advice that you'd like to leave with them today? Yes, um, so I was thinking about our mission and one piece I have is around courage. And just really thinking about that, a lot of people feel, and actually it's courage and confidence together, this one. It's um, one thing that I've really learned is that confidence is built by doing, but a lot of people feel like they wait till they're confident to do it. So for a girl thinking that she wants to try something, like I wanna go and lead that, or I wanna put my hand up to take that trip or to volunteer for that project or to take on, um, I might wanna try that new career path, but they've never had any experience to it. It's that you, if you wait until you feel confident, it's never gonna happen. So you've gotta just jump in and try and you build confidence by failing, getting back up, trying different things, learning, and you start to get confidence in yourself that you can handle things. And the more that you go through those difficulties and then you don't give up and you keep trying, you start to trust yourself and your ability to handle difficult things. That gives you confidence to keep going out and putting up your hand. Um, so that's one thing I really wanted to say was that um, if you feel really afraid, it might be something you're excited about. And if you really do want to do it, and it's not something other people are pressuring to, you to do, but you really feel like that's something I want to do, then um, to gain that belief in yourself will come as you keep doing it. Um, the second part is around the sisterhood. That's something I really learned in this last year um, myself when I started. Um, I know we over email, we mentioned it, but in the last year I um, realized that something I've always longed to do was to write. And so I got back, my, my son graduated from high school. I had a bit more time on my hands. So I started to write and I got very scared the more that I started putting things out that people would see. It was fine when it was just <laughs> private. And then things like podcasts or interviews that I had to do and some photo shoots, it, it just really, I was out of my comfort zone and I had little mini breakdowns all the time. Um, 
and having a, there was a, just a, a group of friends of people offering support and um, going through it with me. I really just, it really resonated with me that the importance of the sisterhood and that if you're ever taking on, um, if you're going through challenges in your life or you're um, trying to take on something new that you're scared about, it's just remembering like the importance of leaning on friends and being honest about how you feel so that people can cheer you on mm-hmm. and, um, and how important that is. And I think that's something we really offer in Girl Scouts, but it's so important in your life in any way. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have that, really start reaching out and l- looking for those friendships. And then the, um, the third one is for careers. Um, like my career path only makes sense when I look behind me. So it's like the career path that makes sense in the rear view. When I was, like living in the middle of nowhere, I had to be bused to a town that was big enough for a high school. I never would have known I would have ended up in America being a CEO of a nonprofit organization. I just thought, what's my next thing? And my whole career has always been, what's the next thing I'm going to do? And for, I think there's so much pressure, especially on our teenagers to figure out their whole life by the time they're 17 years old. So I would just say, what, are, what, what really interests you now with the information you have? What do you think is something you're passionate about? I've I was always drawn by how can I make a difference and what is it that really resonates to you? Just make that one move. And when five years down the road, you're going to have a lot more information and you can make that next decision. Even if for young people today, it could be six months down the road. So especially for young people are making constant decisions. That's all you need to know. So not trying to really take that pressure down, not trying to figure out their whole life. You're really just saying, what's my next step. And if you really just, you know, know yourself and really stick true to, uh, your values, then it's going to be easy to make that decision. Well, I'd say that all three are really, really um, very realistic because the courage part, it, it if you wait, you will never, the bus will never come <laughs> because mm-hmm. right. you have to jump on and just, and wing it sometimes. But when you go through something that you're really nervous and scared about, and then you do it, you have this feeling of self-confidence and like I, I was able to do it and now I can take that next step and try something a little bit little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that that's really true. And I don't think I really figured that out until really in the last 10 years. I think that um, because I, I always stayed back. I didn't always, you know, stick my neck out um, because I needed to do it perfectly or else I wasn't going to do it. And I don't think that that's a good thing to do. I think that you should just try to jump in. And if you have that interest inside, if you really do have that passion and you want to try it, try it. Um, Because the success is in trying, not in succeeding in whatever that was that you were doing. And I I think there's a difference between that. Um, The sisterhood, that's one of the reasons why I started the Facebook group for women, uh, because just to support each other. Everyone goes through all those same things. When you said, you know, you put yourself out and you do podcasts and photo shoots and all that kind of stuff. Every time I do this podcast, I feel the same way (laughs) until I get started. I mean, you know, and it's been almost three years. So um, I think that having that support and having those women around you that have been through it before and can kind of give you some self-confidence, some tips, some suggestions, and then just really be there to cheer you on while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. It's really half the battle. I mean, it, yeah. it's that feeling that you have when you know that you have somebody that has your back um, really just kind of pushes you forward to try other things. So so that is great. Um, and, and having the, the courage to just 
um, get out there and do it, I think is really, really nice. And to take one step at a time, I think that's really true. You know, they say that with this generation, they'll probably change their careers four to six times. Now that's not their jobs, but their careers. So in the next 60 years or so of them working, they will pivot and, and try different things. So you really just have to look. It used to be, you know, what are your plans in the next five to 10 years? You know, what's your long-term goals? Right. Those don't exist anymore. <laughs> Everybody's looking at maybe two years and, you know, what do I want to do in the next two years? And then when they get there, they look for the next two years. So, um, mm-hmm. so that's, it's a whole different mindset. And sometimes I think for me, um, having that long-term goal was, was nice to have, but life changes, as you know, so quickly uh, mm-hmm. that you have to have the skills to be able to pivot at any given moment. And in your, your story, though, I mean, coming from a different country and, <laughs> and just following, following what was really important to you, it sounds like. And, and you knew yourself and you knew what you liked and what your passion was. And you just followed that and you stayed true to, to your center, to, your, to yourself. Um, so, so thank you so much. Thank you for spending the time today and, and talking to me about, um, Girl Scouts and, and the cookies, which, um, if anybody wants to, um, either volunteer, uh, get their daughter involved or wants to buy some cookies, um, I will have all the information attached to the podcast, uh, so that they can, can go to it, but I'm sure that they can also go to, Girl Scouts of Western New York, and they'll be able to find it too on on, um, the website. So thank you so much again for your time. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much, Karen. Have a have a great um, day and try to stay warm. It's it's still snowing here in Buffalo. (laughs) Yes, and you, you too. Thank you. And anyone who reaches out to us, we'd be very happy to help you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We have more interesting guests for future podcasts, so be sure to come back next month. If you enjoy this podcast, please download it, save it as a favorite, and share it with your family and friends. Until next time, be kind, everyone. We need to show a lot more kindness in the world, and it starts with you and I. Thanks again for listening, and have a great day.